You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby. Yes, yo, what's good? Look at this, another Friday episode of the Cooligans. How chill? How chill are we? It's just a nice little Friday episode. You know, you just sipping on your white wine while you listen to this episode. And uh, in you know the Wednesday episode. You sipping on a 40. Yeah, Wednesday episode, you got the 40 with the brown bag. This episode, you got a little cheese played out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you got this was uh, this is a more low-key, chill, you know. You you laugh, you'll laugh, but it's like it's a different, it's instead of like a ha ha ha, you're like ha 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 ha, you know, like a rich, rich man laugh. Right, maybe your monocle falls out. <laughs> yeah, isn't that embarrassing? You know, oh god, no, it's so gauche. <laughs> us, rich, us rich people and our rich people problems, right? With your with your boat shoes, and that's all I know about roach people. Uh, roach people, rich people. I'm a roach no, person. No. <laughs> they're, yes, they're rich people. Most you're much more familiar with the roach people. Yeah, roach Good. people are my people. Those are my. Those are me hand right now. That are like we ain't sipping wine. We sipping. We sipping uh, Cisco. <laughs> The 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 R and B singer the <laughs> no the bum juice please don't be so I mean maybe you could sip Cisco he could use the uh, he could use I guess the companionship all right all right let's see well, let's see what you packing in in the trunk uh, today uh, so. <laughs> well that's why I always wear a thong in case this goes around <laughs> welcome to the show everybody yes welcome to. Uh, uh, you know, we're, we're still getting used to, uh, this second uh, episode a week of cool again. Th- again, thank you to the gully squad for helping make this happen. And, uh, uh, and y- if you guys want to be a part of, of that movement of the gully squad, make sure you go to soccercooligans.com and join the gully squad and help make, uh, you know, help make this show and uh, help us talk about the things that you want us, you want us to talk about. We got we got a bunch of uh, weird not weird. I mean, we get requests. It doesn't even matter if they're weird or not weird. Uh, some of them are are vague. Please don't please don't send us weird requests. Don't send us weird <laughs> <laughs> or do. I mean, look, yeah. you're paying. Uh, you for know it. who our fans are, right? That is a dangerous <laughs> proposition. Um, we got a, a request from uh, uh, the homie Neil Neil Gavoni. Shout out NYCFC fan. He he just he made a. Nice, fun suggestion. He just said, make more jokes about Euro snob soccer fans. So look. Gladly. Gladly. We can. That's right up our alley. Uh, Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. That is what. That's the that's the that's the thing we printed out and put over our uh, our dartboard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so th- it's uh, so we, we get stuff like that. Uh, any fun, any fun questions or topics you want to see, you, you know, to talk about or investigate more or whatever you want us to do that hard hitting investigative <laughs> journal- journalism. <laughs> Yeah, that's all you got. You got to get on the gully squad. To help yeah, you that's what we're, we're sleuthing around <laughs> uh, amongst the roach people. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, we're going to solve everything as long as it happens within a roach community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a, that's a, you know, maybe is that our fan base now? That That's the new name for our fans. The roach people. Uh, the roach I'm sure, people. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love that. <laughs> How did I mess up saying rich and turn it into roach? I mean, that is just. That is 
is pure Alexis right there. <laughs> so uh, welcome to the show. If this, if this is your first time listening, my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerreros. And together we are your favorite stand-up comedians out in New York City that host your favorite comedic soccer podcast. Yeah, by far the funniest soccer podcast. And it just so happens to also be the goddamn gulliest soccer that's, podcast. Bang, bang. That's right. And it gets it gets gullier and gullier by day. Uh, people people are joining this movement. I, I think there's going to be, uh, you know, little kids being rude to their mothers. Going to be like, yo, mom, I'm too gully to be doing the dishes. You know, I think it's it's really happening. Yeah, like, go ahead. Go ahead and make dinner. This time, try not to burn it, ma. <laughs> just mad disrespectful. Timothy, are you serious right now? Where are you learning this from? <laughs> no. Is this, is this because of that soccer podcast your dad keeps playing? <laughs> so, uh, yes. Uh, and, and yes, mom, it is. Um, but I, I do want to mention, because we've been we've been getting some uh, really great reviews. We're, we're just five away from 300 on iTunes. So, if you you want to leave a review now's the time to do it help us get to 300 uh it's uh it's just like that movie that you like uh, with all those half naked men so yeah. uh, Are you talking to me or that mom who's now listening <laughs> you, we got a little something for everybody all right oh, mom, yeah. everybody mom is sipping taste. on that white wine as well enjoying this show for different reasons Yes, absolutely. Listen, we're for everybody. Okay. <laughs> everybody gets a taste. So uh, I, I, I want to, this might be a little long, but I have to read this because this genuinely blew my mind. This was, and this was not even a review that was left on iTunes because one, I think it's um, maybe there might not be enough characters for this to fit in an, in an iTunes review. But this was from uh, on Twitter, Joe Rodriguez, this is Jose Rodriguez. He left this, uh, this, uh, 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 he just, he just messaged us. He just DM'd us this, uh, this review. And it's, it's more than just a review. It is, uh, it's an, it's an homage. It is a, it is almost a poem. And if I haven't uh, seen this yet, I haven't, haven't heard seen, this yet. Yeah. So this is, you're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to deliver it with the same energy that a, uh, a, 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 a certain Chicago rapper would deliver it as well. Cause uh, you're going to understand what I'm saying in just a moment. And if, uh, for everyone, I'll explain everything at the end, but this is, uh, this is how it goes. This is from Joe Rodriguez at Joe Rodriguez 27. Thank you for this. He goes, don't have iTunes anymore. Because who does anymore? But I got to leave my guys a review. A review I give anyone saying that two bald, bald head dudes run soccer podcasts in America. That's the stuff I don't like. Boys uh -oh. in school telling me oh, oh, always in on the always in on the soccer field. Cool against ain't about this. Cool against ain't about that. My boy CP always crossing on Beasler, uh, Beasler and them. Hey, hey, he, he, he. They say that they don't be putting in no work. Shut up. Y'all boys ain't no gully. Uh, all y'all guys talk about Cooligans ain't no Brits. Cooligans ain't this. Cooligans, Cooligans is fake. Shut up. Y'all don't, y'all don't reel with them. Uh, uh, y'all, y'all know they got caught with the pizza shooting at the top podcast charts and stuff. Boys been on gully since I don't know when. My guys, stop playing with them like that. Them boys savages out there. If I catch another guy talking sweet about Cooligans, I'm beating them at FIFA. I'm not playing no more. No, no, no. Those them boys roll with total soccer show in them. And and scene. <laughs> that is beautiful. The only thing left is. Bitches love cool again. Yeah, they know us. <laughs> Yo, is, shout out Joe Rodriguez with the straight up 
Chief Keith review of the Cooligans, and that's what we're all about. Thank you so much for that. That is one of the most beautiful things. <laughs> I never, you know, when you and I first grabbed microphones in the kitchen slash living room of my old apartment three <laughs> years ago, I never thought someone would chief keep us. <laughs> what an honor. I mean, We've it's been really, keeped. <laughs> it, it, it's better than, it's better than any award, uh, a Grammy, an Emmy. Who cares? I don't need any of that stuff. That is so dope, man. Shouts to, what was it, Jose Rodriguez? Yeah, dude. Thank you, Shouts Jose. to Jose Rodriguez. That's so fire. <laughs> Unbelievable. So thank you so much for that. And again, uh, that, one, that one was too long to fit on iTunes, but guys, leave a review on iTunes with just five away from 300. It, it, it's two seconds out of your day. No, Nobody wants to leave a review. Nobody. It, it's, it's such a burden, but it really helps uh, the show grow. And like like uh, Jose said, help, help us climb, shooting up those uh, those podcast uh, charts on iTunes. So uh, and that's the only thing we're shooting up. Okay? No more <laughs> outside of that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we told Gunny like put it down. We don't need yeah. any. We don't. We don't need to be that pushy anymore to get reviews. So we don't. Uh, we put. We put. Uh, Gunny is living a life of peace uh, going forward. So uh, absolutely, and we want everyone to know Gunny. While he's a big fan of ours, and we're a big fan of uh, Gunny, he is vehemently anti-gun and anti-gun violence, and he's pro. Gun reform. So that, that's right. He he's uh like we've said in the past. Some people may not know if they're listening for the first time. Uh, Gunny is is our is is a, a part of the show. He he is a character. Is <laughs> that he delivers transfer rumors. He's a gun that delivers transfer rumors. Uh, and um and he he hates guns and he hates himself. He hates his right. family. He hates everything about it. <laughs> he's uh, a self hating. gun. It's a self self hating gun. We've I mean it's look. As and this all this all came about when we were on tour and we were in the south and unfortunately <laughs> you know went in Rome you know sure and and we we speaking of three hundred how many guns were in that there were plen- there were none uh, obviously so <laughs> yeah well they <laughs> so, might have won it would have been the only one with one you know? <laughs> so. Uh, a big show planned uh, today. We're going to be talking, uh, you know, you're here for the, the U.S. men's national team against England. You know, it's uh, again, we have to I think we have to secede again because they put they put such a whipping on us. Uh, oh, I wish I wish the USMNT would have just just walked up to the press box, took all the tea and threw it in the River <laughs> Thames. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that game. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Oh, before we start. We just want to know that uh, Strawgate is now expanded. Somebody <laughs> tweeted at us yet another word. Uh, some people apparently in Spain call them botillos. Oh my goodness. And so where this is just, this is pure insane. And I don't know how <laughs> no one else has covered this. This needs to stop today. It's getting out of hand. Uh, it really is. Why are there so many? Well, there's one object. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, Eskimos have like, uh, you know, like, a, what is a couple hundred words for snow? Yeah. This is the same thing. I went, and and uh, what do they call cocaine? Just a straight up cocaine. That's it. <laughs> there's, there's only two words for cocaine and it's yes, please. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that game. And we also have. Reggie Cannon uh, on the show. This was from our interview uh, when we were at Dallas a couple weeks ago at, at FC Dallas and talking to a bunch of people. You heard, uh, if you hadn't heard our interview with Oscar Pereja, make sure you do that. Uh, we spoke to a bunch of FC Dallas, uh, you know, players and staff. 
So this is just uh, another part of that series. And we had a great conversation with him. And you may have saw, seen recently, if uh, if you're an FC Dallas fan or not, you follow us on Twitter or on Instagram. You saw a uh, a video uh, that uh, we had retweeted that that we uh, that I I happened to film uh, of Reggie Cannon receiving the Player of the Year award from the FC Dallas supporters, the Dallas Beer Guardians. Shout out to them uh, who who told they it was great because I met them at the, at the at the tailgate. Shout out to Bailey Brown, who's um, I think either the president or at the top one of the leading members of Dallas Beer Guardians. And she was like, hey, we're going to be giving this award and it'd be cool if you checked it out. And I was like on the opposite end of the field and I literally ran. I saw Reggie. I'm like, yo, they're going to think I'm ch chasing Reggie Cannon. And I was like worried because I was like getting a little aggressive. <laughs> but I that really was against the press credentials. <laughs> I think you're not allowed to chase down a player. Tackle Reggie Cannon before he gets there. <laughs> like, well, I it wasn't here. You can't start without me. So uh, just a, a really great moment of uh, him receiving the award and he got very emotional. It was after a loss uh, against Sporting Kansas City and it was like they, you know, FC Dallas, I mean, their, their season ended and it was like a, a, a bad streak in those last like three games, but it was still uh, still a positive moment uh, in the season. And I'm glad, I'm glad I got to capture it because no one else, no one else did. Imagine yeah, uh, having the, such a great moment and uh, nobody was there. FT, the FC Dallas media, nobody was there. <laughs> it was just me, baby. So that's uh, all we need. It's just <laughs> you know what you do. Call Roach People Productions. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay. All right. Now I'm gonna. I gotta get that like uh, that that LLC because that's uh that's a it's gonna be a strong company in the future. So it's gonna be a big one. So. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for that interview in this episode. It's gonna it's gonna be dope. So the all right, let's get right into it, Alexis. Holy smokes, the United yeah, States got, of America. We we got the smoke. <laughs> we got we got all the smoke. This is probably outside of I mean outside of the Trinidad and Tobago game. Outside of that debacle, it was this the worst performance for the u.s men's national team that you've seen in that and since that tragedy can i not answer that until italy <laughs> <laughs> man this was this was the first time that i don't want to say i don't even necessarily be the first time but like i we've we had dave sarakin on the show we've spoken to him but this was the first time where i was like wow i think they the the men's national team doesn't really have a clear vision or plan and i'm not sure if he can deliver it because these it doesn't seem like these players are on the same page at all it, it you know what it is it's like it feels like everyone's kind of done with this experiment and we talked to sarah Kin, he's been on our show we talked to him at mls all-star we love the guy the players love the guy uh tim Weah loves the guy but this experiment is over it's time to bring in a new or the coach. And what the hell is Ernie Stewart waiting for? The more this goes, the more we find out no one's been interviewed. Nah, man, it's too much. That's too much paperwork. I ain't trying to interview nobody. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I got to put your name into security so you can get in the building. I'm just not doing it. Oh, come on. Who has time for any of, any of that stuff? Um, text me. I interview over text. That's, yeah, yo, uh, we'll FaceTime. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the, I think that after this game, the, you know, the U S loses three nil, uh, to England. And I mean, just, uh, it just couldn't have, 
everything that uh, could have went wrong did. I mean, it, it was. It's nice that they only gave up three. I think that's kind of uh, the best thing to take away from the game. The first half was absolute nightmare. I, I don't know what from a from an attacking perspective the U.S. men's national team has no identity. They have no real vision. Uh, who's who is in the midfield is just going to hold the ball long enough to make a couple passes. They can't. They can barely get the ball the ball to Pulisic. Wea didn't touch the ball till like it might have it must have been like the 20th minute. It's really crazy. There there's there's the front of uh, you know, I was excited to see Wea and Pulisic playing together with Bobby Wood, like a nice like strong three up top. There's going to be a lot of creativity, a lot of fun. England was like, "Nah man, you ain't having a good time because you're not even going to be looking at the ball. You're not even touching the ball." Uh really really frustrating. I do like that England was just like, yo, we're going to put in our B squad and we're going to run game all over you. I mean, it was just embarrassing. Yeah. The, the, the defensively, uh, I, I think that's my main concern. I'm like the, and, and this is where the coaching seems to be the problem. Like how, are, how do they look that poor defensively, you know, because the game they played, uh, uh, you know, right before the world cup against France, well, that game was ended up one uh, one. How how confident defensively, you know, did the, the, the men's national team look? They nobody's expecting them to be at a place where they're uh, just banging and go lassos everywhere. But defensively is the thing that if we're American and athletic and the same thing, and we're not the the quality is not there. But we can play D, right? Isn't that isn't that our thing? Isn't that to not get embarrassed and and. I I this this game felt very much like an embarrassment. It was it was one of those things where like in the moment you're like look the game doesn't matter it's a friendly blah 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 but you just don't want to go out like a chump and that's exactly what happened to us and who's to blame? You honestly can't blame the players, right? They can only play in the system that they're requested to play. They all look like they came out to play. No one looked like they were sort of taking it easy out there. You know, Christian Pulisic looked and sounded frustrated as hell after the game. Can you blame the coach? He's not even the real coach. He's like, I don't know this ain't mine. I'm just trying to keep it together. <laughs> look, I'm just trying to make sure this boat doesn't sink i don't know what, what else you want me to do <laughs> he's all like i don't know you asked me to house it all right your plants are dying i don't know what you're supposed to feed them it's really on you for asking me to do this yeah <laughs> what do you mean you had two cats i only count one cat you know look i, I made a checklist when i got here i'm pretty sure there were not two cats <laughs> this, well there certainly ain't two cats now all right Unless, let me check the top of the cabinets like, that's <laughs> hey you joshing me right now hey yeah. quit joshing <laughs> uh, you you yanking my chain though uh, you also had a dog. <laughs> it's it's just one of those moments where like no one, it's no one's responsibility, and there's zero reason. If Berhalter's the guy, and supposedly Berhalter hasn't even been interviewed, I don't know if what that's Berhalter going. is the guy. Why? Did he just not literally step off the field at Red Bull Arena, get on a plane, and go right to this camp? No idea. Yeah. Uh, at least it was interesting to see that there were co comments from Christian Pulisic after the game, and he was, like, legit upset. You know, he's not he's not a teenager anymore because he is 20, right? And now as a 20-year-old Pulisic really can share his feelings, and he's not – he's – made it clear that he's particularly not happy with not just, you know, he, he kind of named names. He was just like, 
you know, he didn't say like, yo, Sarakin is trash, but he was like, Sarakin is, he's kind of doing the best he can with what he has, but we need a coach to, 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 that, that has a, a clear game plan. Really, obviously suggesting that Sarakin does not have a clear game plan that, that works with the personnel and stuff like that. And I, I like some of the stuff uh, he said. He goes, uh, you know, uh, quote, uh, you're never happy to lose 3-0. It's a tough result. We need to get a lot better as a team. Uh, we can talk about continuing to gain experience. That is not why we are here. We want to win now. We need to win these games. I'm a competitive guy, and, and I know everyone else in the locker room is in the locker room as well. Uh, it wasn't good enough today. I had a really good chance in the first half that I need to score, and that could change the game. After uh, after that, they scored two quick ones, and, and, and that's what soccer is. It can change real quick, uh, and there just wasn't time for us to recover and he did but he did make it clear like the team is not good enough and i love that this is this is what we need to be hearing not just a um especially for a friendly i like that he said it at a friendly as a, as opposed to a game that really mattered he's really just saying like yo we're not good enough whether well, this is a know, qualifier that, or not leadership quality that he has yeah. where I mean, let's be honest. Sarakin is amazing. Yo, basically, Pulisic is talking like the coach. Yeah. yeah. Give him the job. Because uh, Sarakin is definitely, is like notorious for kind of, uh, you know, you know, I didn't like what I saw, but I saw some good things. And, and he's he's not particularly hard on the team or, or the players uh, individually, at least not publicly. But this is the first time we're kind of seeing Pulisic be like, yo, I'm out in Dortmund. I'm doing all right. And I don't know what I come back to my, my American brothers and I don't know what, what maybe they ain't doing their homework. Like clearly something's off. And, and I like that. It's at least been put out into the world that somebody's unhappy with it. Also, he's got a lot going on because he didn't even get, I think either he was on the bench or he didn't even get in the 18, the most important game at Dortmund's, uh, you know, season so far. And it looks like Jaden Sancho has taken over his spot. Jaden Sancho having a beast of a season so far. Sancho, kid, if, if Jaden Sancho is not in like a Amigos lyric immediately, I don't know what is going on. Sancho, Sancho. Sancho. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jaden like, Sancho, Jaden Sancho, Jaden Sancho. It's <laughs> a perfect name. What a great. Name that dude. Well, shouts to Jose Rodriguez because Jaden Sancho starting over Pulisic is some shit I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> so, uh, look, the game itself. I mean, the I mean, what, what? There's not much to say outside of just England was just incredible. Uh, and they were just at every uh, at every level uh, up front in the midfield and defending. They just. They just clearly had the U.S.'s number. I, I, it really did feel the like the the stage was too big for a lot of the the U.S. men's national team players. Um, they, I, I was watching the 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 John Brooks and Matt Miazga. They just looked so uncomfortable getting the ball to anybody. They looked nervous passing it to anyone. They were you could just tell there was just something in their in their body language and it, everything was off. Uh, but the but the goal from but can we be honest? So the reason why some of these passes look short and they look tentative, all it was was because they just didn't understand where the other player was going to be or yeah. where they were going to run to, and that is a symptom of them not having a system, not having a, you know an identity, not having a style of play. It just seemed like it, honestly, it seemed like it, it was just. It, 
it seemed like so old school, like so early nineties version of American soccer, where it was like, well, just defend your asses off and hopefully we can get, catch them in a counter. It's embarrassing. And yo, Bobby Wood, Bobby Wood is just not good anymore. Yeah. That's like, that's another weird, just we're seeing the, the, the quality from compared to, you know, the last world cup to now just, just certain players are just like, they're not even old. I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like they're not breaking into their club teams and getting like a lot of time. Come uh, to MLS. Come to MLS, Bobby. Bobby. Gonna, <laughs> we, we got all the playing time in the world for you. Um, maybe that is a thing he needs. I don't know. It, it's, he, he doesn't look great. I, it's, you know, even in, during the, the qualifiers, he wasn't, you know, stellar, but every, I, I thought, um, Viafania was also off. Like the, the, just everybody seemed again, nervous, uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, I just seeing Sancho, like just cut up everybody and just like have a good old time. Like that, that's my bigger concern. Like I understand, I don't expect the U S to beat England, but defensively, Yo, that's 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 what that should be our identity uh, if we're not going to just be a flashy attacking team. So it's just yeah, overall, just super frustrating. To the game itself felt a little bit like and I couldn't tell because, you know, some people were concerned that Tyler Adams didn't start the game. But clearly he had a huge game over the weekend against Columbus. You know, you don't expect him to start the game. The, the, the players that are about to, you know, are still in MLS playoffs. It felt, I, I don't know if this is accurate, but it felt like a lot of the players, because especially because it was for Rooney and, and his whole thing, it felt like too much pageantry and it felt a, a bit like a an NFL all-star game where like, we're going to play, but it's not serious. No, let's not get hurt. Like, let's just make sure we leave this game with nobody getting hurt. It, it felt a little bit like that. Like people were, they had other stuff on their mind. Like they, they weren't trying to just like win this game. It just seemed like no one. It seemed like they came to do an appearance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was like the the movie stars when they're like in those press junkets. They don't want to be there. They know it's part of the contract, and they're just you know half assing all the answers. And it's just no one came to play. Three players that stood out. Three players that stood out. And I feel bad. I want to put Guzan in there, but I think the dude's time is done as a national team uh, keeper. I know Zach Stefan is injured. We should have given you know a Klinsman's kid or Horvath another shot, somebody. But, um, and honestly, maybe Horvath doesn't get a shot because of you and I, because Sarah <laughs> was on our show and he did the whole Horvath. Yo, he probably has that in the back of his head. Imagine we ruined this man's life. <laughs> well, I was going to say influence the lineup. I mean, you don't have to, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you can still have a good career without getting in the national team. All right. It's not our fault. <laughs> Please don't sue us. <laughs> But I think with three players that stood out, Christian Pulisic, uh, Weston McKinney in the second half when Tyler Adams was there and Tyler Adams was covering the back line, playing more defensive midfielder and it allowed uh, Weston McKinney to go forward, which also we looked like a better team. Yeah, so when, when Tyler was in there, it, it did feel very much like he, he made, there was a through pass that he made that was really good that, uh, that he split two defenders. And I'm like, why is he so con- he's like. He's a kid. How is he the the most comfortable in the midfield sending passes? And and that isn't even a thing that he's either like he's particularly known for or that we expect that much out of him. He's supposed to he's he's supposed to be like our Angolo Conte to some to some extent. 
and and he was he seemed to be the most poised and most comfortable playing against England. Uh, for, yeah, uh, like they, they were. Uh, I think the frustrating part for me, like if Pulisic makes that that chance. If he buries that, I mean, what a completely different game this is. Uh, just, just a bummer that he missed that shot. Oh, that Pickford saved it. I mean, you know, you gotta. I know people say like you gotta, you gotta put those away. You gotta finish them. I completely agree. That was an incredible save. I mean, what are you gonna do? He took an extra touch when he probably didn't need it, man. He was also off of a deflection. It's not like that was a wonderful pass. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of annoying. Like, yeah, we should have scored in this one miracle chance we had. Come on. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's frustrating that that, uh, the chances are miracles, you know, like how, how are we still as a men's national team program still like, oh, if we get one chance, maybe something, you know, like we should be. Uh, further than that, where where a chance is like a, a, a you know a, this this blessing that we that we had an opportunity to score a soccer goal. It, it's it's a it's a pain. It's a pain in the ass. It's so annoying that we're still at this place where like you know we need like these miracles and these special things to happen just for us to try to get even with another team's B squad. <laughs> Yeah, but the, I mean that that Jesse Lingard goal did not feel B squad ish. Um, no, and by the way, someone who's English who heard us on Flagrant Two, try to try to give us some of that some of that some of that two hundred eighty character smoke, <laughs> and we weren't having it. That was not the shoot dance. That was the Takashi Six Nine Stupid dance. Oh, that's right. Come on now, if you go and try to if you go and try to flame us. You got to use the right terminology. Okay, that, that's right. I mean, if you you better get your uh, you know, your fad hip hop dances down packed. Otherwise, we, we ain't gonna respect you. All right. I know these Absolutely. dances last about forty five seconds, but you better know uh, you you better know them back to front, which is uh, also one of my favorite hip hop dances, the back to front. Uh, yeah. anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, this was, yeah, this was one of the, for, at least for me, this was the worst showing for, uh, for the U S men's national team since, since Trinidad. Uh, I, 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 I don't know what to expect against Italy. It, it, I'm, I'm going to assume it's going to be more of the same. Uh, th- there has to be there has to be some sort of announcement that raises the optimism uh, because it's been brutal. The, 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 the team looked uninterested, unhappy, unmotivated. So pick a coach, any damn coach, just literally anybody that it's not even about that. It's, it's Sarakin's fault, but clearly the players it's, it's not resonating with them. So we got to move on. This relationship is, is, it's when it, you know, when you, uh, you know how you you can be in a relationship for a long time, and then then something bad happens, and then you just completely tune out. Like, oh, your girl's mad, and it's like your anger doesn't even affect me anymore. That's how much I don't care. That's where we. That's where the players are with Sarakin. It's it's like I don't know. It's like your stepdad, and your mom's like, "Don't worry, I'm breaking up with him tomorrow," and he's like. You know, clean up your room. You're like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. It's been a a a 13 month. uh, You know, he's been a 13 month lame duck, uh, a lame stepdad. Where it's hard to, 
uh, it's hard to earn the respect when 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 the the players know that you're not going to be there for a long time. And uh, dude, it's been 13 months, over a year. It's just insane that we we haven't picked anybody. We haven't picked anybody. How it's how's it? We haven't <laughs> even interviewed anybody. <laughs> well, according to uh, what is this? Sam Stasekold, he did mention that there were several people that were not interviewed that we know for sure, uh, except uh, so like Pareja, uh, Martino, Tata Martino, not Cal Martino, Tata Martino. Uh, uh, maybe they're related. Who knows? So the <laughs> uh, who were the other ones that were uh, possible candidates? Vermees, Sambaoli, Samba no, right. top of the list, right? Uh, Vermees, how about Vermees? Jesse Marsh? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, he definitely was an interview. But Vermees had at least uh, he said he had a conversation with somebody. I don't know who, uh, but he, but whether it was a phone call or something. But I don't think he had a proper interview. So yeah, just just a fr- just a frustrating thing. The other uh, tidbit that was interesting that I saw. Today, uh, or yesterday, if you're listening to, you obviously listen to this on Friday, uh, at SoccerX, which is a a soccer, um, what is it, like a conference in Miami, uh, Don Garber was there and he was talking about Tata Martino and mentioned, and he, he kind of spilled the beans. He, he already, it's, it hasn't been official of that, uh, hasn't been made official that Tata Martino is with uh, the Mexican national team, but... Don Garber was just like, yeah, he's, it's a, it's a shame he's leaving, but he's going to Mexico. And everybody was like, oh, okay. All oh, right. I okay. guess you, well, you would know. Right. Blue check mark. <laughs> I guess you know what you're talking about. Even the, I mean, even, he's the guy. He was, yeah. the, he's the one who would know. He did. He even did the, the kind of the, the Trumpism a little bit where like when, when you know how he'll, he'll Trump will say something and then he'll be like, you, yeah, that guy, like, I know that, I would, uh, Bill Simmons or yeah, I know Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons, good guy. Like yeah, we, him and I, we have a long, like he, he name dropped and then said, yo, I spoke to the people from, uh, from FMF and, and everything. And so it was like, oh, okay. So you're just saying exactly what happened. And, and a lot of, uh, people were saying that he wasn't supposed to say that. And that was actually a real slip up on, on Garber's part. I mean, clearly, because nothing's been confirmed. Well, it is now. And also, what did I say on the show? If he goes to Mexico, Ernie Stewart needs to be fired. Now, I will ask you, give me one reason why, er, uh, knowing everything we know, why Ernie Stewart shouldn't be fired. And I will just say this. Supposedly, no one has been interviewed. We know a slew of people who haven't been interviewed. It's been 13 months. 13 months. Well, Ernie Stewart has not had the lost. job. I know he hasn't been there for 13 months. It's been 13 months since we lost. It has been. And we still don't even have a rumor of a coach. <laughs> Tell me, give me one reason why Ernie Stewart shouldn't be fired right now. I don't, uh, I don't have a... I don't have a reason why he shouldn't be fired, but I also don't have a reason why he should have the job. He should have been hired in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, I don't know what he's doing exactly. No uh, one knows what he's <laughs> doing. So uh, w- when it comes to the, whatever that trickle down effect of like, of, of having some kind of authority and, 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 or ideas or a vision at the top that would, that would trickle down to the, 
players from the men's national team. That's clearly not the case. Ernie Stewart is not doing that. So, yes, then there's no real reason. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, this, I can't say to keep him. I can't say to let him, you know, let him go or whatever because he hasn't done anything that in particular that's like, uh, this is where you messed up or this is like I, a lot of the stuff, you know, it, it is rumor. We don't know who they're talking to, who they're not talking. None of this is confirmed. We haven't, Ernie hasn't said specifically, yo, I ain't talking to nobody and just, and puts his feet up on his desk all day. We don't know that exactly. Well, but, here's the thing. He hasn't come out and said that it's not true. He hasn't come out and done a long form interview. He hasn't shared. What's he keeping it secret from? I guess just secret. He's <laughs> trying to hide it from everybody. Maybe it's like, you know, uh, one he's of not trying to keep it secret from like other federations. I don't care what he does. <laughs> Maybe he's like, uh, you, you know how when um, you work at some place that has like that, that where there's a, like a lot of bureaucracy and you don't. Uh, your job is so vague that no one knows exactly what you do, but you always want to seem busy. So maybe that's kind of where he is, where he's just like, he kind of overinflates what his actual role is. But in reality, he's just like kind of just scrolling through tweets, trying to see who to hire. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's probably it. Like, he's just like, I don't know if you walk past the lunchroom enough, <laughs> people seem to think you're busy, you know? <laughs> So, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, we can, we can, you know, we can talk about this till we turn blue. It's, it's uh, insane. So not a good start, but, um, maybe, uh, when do they play? They play on Tuesday, the next game against Italy. So we'll probably be recording before that game happens. We will be recording before that game happens. Um, most likely. So, uh, yeah, we'll, maybe we'll, we'll talk about it and hopefully it's not the worst loss in the world uh, because uh, the U S men's national team seems to be, uh, you know, not going in a good direction, especially when the women's national team have went undefeated in 2018. Uh, so there's a, a big drop off from, uh, from those two squads. I think that I think if we could just say one thing that's different about the women's team versus uh, the men's team is that the women's team has a coach. <laughs> oh, and re- and they should they should really stop bragging about it, okay? Because it's getting insulting. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> just putting her on, or I forgot who it is actually. Now Jill all Ellis, of a sudden, Jill Ellis. Jill Ellis still. Yeah, I'm putting her on your shoulders and just carrying her around. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what was uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick, and then we'll get to our interview with Reggie. Oh yeah, this um confirmed uh I saw this um on Mickey Turner who is a lawyer. He's a Seattle Sounders fan, but he, if uh he goes by uh Soccer ESQ on Twitter if I'm not mistaken. Um uh yeah, so I was watching, I was looking at his blog and he was uh talking about the about Austin and and we should mention that it's it's uh Confirmed that Austin will not will not be playing next year in 2019. So just just if anyone wasn't sure, so it looks like the uh, they they haven't they have they have no stadium. They they can't sort that out quick enough. Um, so they will be playing most likely in 2021. I think this was also revealed at the uh, at SoccerX. This is another thing Garber uh, spilled the beans about. So Garber, thank God, he doesn't know anything about Area 51. I mean, this is. <laughs> Garber. I think Garber is deep throat. We figured it yeah. out. <laughs> Jeez. Garber is like, Garber is like, yeah, so Mueller's going to uh, <laughs> impeach that. Oh, never mind. 
Maybe this is one of those things where, where Garber, maybe he's going to, like, thinking of retiring soon. So he's just like, ah, I don't care. What do you want to know, kids? I'll tell you about the war. Uh, Let it all was, laugh. I shot a guy. <laughs> Smoke a cigarette, kid. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so that's been confirmed. And shout out to, because uh, we got to hang out uh, with him. He Landon. Landon. Uh, Donovan. I'm kidding. Donovan. Uh, <laughs> we hung out with Landon Donovan. Uh, Landon, Co- I, I, you know, I've never heard him say his last name. I'm assuming it's either Cotham or Cotham. Uh, so, but uh, he is a he is he is an MLS to Austin guy, right? And you know, there's fan. We have listeners in Austin who uh, and hold on right now. I know that there's just white knuckling a steering wheel in Columbus. <laughs> Our fans in Columbus listening. Landon was one of the save the crew. But also, yo, I live in I live in Austin, and I'd love a team. Yes, guys. So, wait, so, one of the one of the reasonable ones. Uh, yes, he's one of, he was one of those guys who was like, no, one hundred percent, save the crew. But also, yo, I like this whole idea about me getting a team. You know, <laughs> you know this is sort of piquing my interest in me getting a team. I, I would have really loved that. So, uh, yeah, we got to hang out, and he's uh, he's one of the people that's a part of Austin Anthem, which is the supporters group for. Uh, for Austin FC and uh, and and it's cool uh, again just like when uh, you know when NYCFC started and we kind of saw the that in its infancy and and you know how people were sort of creating the culture and and he's one of those people that are doing a lot of the work to build a foundation so that when the team does arrive, that there is uh, there's some organization, there's, there's some uh, cohesiveness and, and, and a welcoming space for new soccer fans uh, in Austin. So it was good that we got to hang out with him. There's a, we, we got to learn about all the stuff that a lot of the people are doing uh, to get that stuff ready. And a lot of people are working really hard and they, and they are very excited that they get to get a team. They have to wait a little longer, but at least they don't, they don't have that. That that stink of like that pre-court stink of like moving the team. Uh, so they're they're optimistic about what it looks like going forward. I mean, it, you know, I like the idea of adding more teams, and you know, now with MPSL sort of figuring out. I think the first they're they're going to do the Founders Cup. They're starting to figure out their structure, which I think a lot of the NASL teams, Miami FC, Cosmos are going to be a part of that. You know, MLS being in Austin. All these things, these are all positives for U.S. soccer. These are all, you know, Christian Pulis says, yo, we're not good enough. This is how we're going to get better players, more clubs, more academies, all of it. Yeah. So, uh, so that's it. I think that's it. We'll, we'll, no, we we actually, get- some news broke while we were on. I texted you. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't see it. What news? Uh, looks like Newell's old boys is interested in Maxi Uruti. Oh, you mean uh, Mate Uhruti. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who we we got a chance. So we should put this video out soon before it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but the one thing I want to point out is that in the video, you'll see his thermos is a Newell's Old Boys yeah, uh, thermos. He, his he phone was, had Newell's Old Boys. He, 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 had, was, he was wearing out, something and he had a tattoo, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, clearly he was sending out like uh, a, a beacon, a light. A distress <laughs> signal. <laughs> He's like, hey guys, I'm out here. Uh, call, you know, I want to go home. Like, call me back. Um, but this is Major League Soccer sent this out. Um, apparently, uh, the Argentine club is uh, going to talk to, and that's in quotes from the Newell's Old Boys uh, vice president, going to talk to Maxi Uruti. So... 
He says he's going to talk to him in the next few days. So, uh, you know, look, the guy's 27, clearly has a love affair with uh, the Newell's old boys, uh, which was his youth team, if I'm not mistaken, um, mm-hmm. or at least the team he grew up following. And now it looks like he's going to go there. I I would say not a good move for him, I think, uh, to go to at this age. You know, Argentina, Argentina can be the retirement league for Argentinians. You know what I mean? Tevez is there coming off the bench and, and you know, he doesn't need to leave just yet. He's still a great player. And and FC Dallas, there's, there's still a lot of promise. Uh, the, the team is consistently doing well. I'm sure he, I don't know how much he's making, but I'm sure he I don't think he would make more in Argentina. Am I wrong? I, he would make more in Argentina. And uh, there's not that many comments just yet because this was just released. But it looks like 75% of the comments are, please, please don't do that. Sell him back to us at Timbers. So <laughs> that's right. Por- he, Portland he, fans still absolutely love Moxie Uruti. He helped them win the cup. He helped them win the cup yeah. uh, in 2015. So uh, it would be a shame to, if he leaves MLS so soon. Uh, I think so. I, I think he still has a, a lot to offer. Especially uh, so after I, just hanging out with us for the first time. That was the best. That was the best part of his career. He's, he, I think the, the report should be like Argentinian club, Newell's old boys is rumored to be interested in FC Dallas, Maxi Ruti, but Maxi uh, after a newfound love affair with the Cooligans is having a very difficult time making a decision because he really uh, enjoyed uh, sipping on some mate with the Cooligans. I mean, that's probably in there somewhere. I don't read the whole thing, but you got to, you got to, you got to assume. Who reads, who reads the whole article that. nowadays anyway? Yeah, it's, probably, nah, it's probably in there. Headlines, bruh. And then I start yelling about it on Twitter. <laughs> I did give him a sticker, uh, a Cooligan sticker. So maybe, maybe, maybe we'll be on, on a thermos someday uh, on uh, Maxi Huruti's thermos. That'd be nice. Oh my God, that'd be so dope. Newell's old boys next to, you know, Cooligans. Yeah, we're also old boys. Uh, so it works out well. God. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out too well. <laughs> so um, let's get to our interview with Reggie Cannon because uh, it was uh, dope as hell. Um, uh, speaking of FC Dallas. Speaking of FC Dallas, exactly. Uh, Reggie Cannon uh, joined us in the conference room at Toyota Stadium. We were out in those offices uh, just hanging out. Play- players, uh, it was like a, a revolving door of FC Dallas players that came in and didn't know what was on the other side of that door. Uh, they And it was two comedians. And they... Had a good time. Reggie Cannon in particular was so awesome and so fun and clearly a, a, a dude with a, just a good head on his shoulders. And uh, just, I'm excited about his uh, his career and his and what he's going to offer the, the U.S. men's national team, because I think uh, not just as a player, but as a person, a great dude that uh, that's going to be in that locker room. So uh, so let's get to it. Let's get to our conversation with Reggie da- uh, Reggie Cannon of FC Dallas. Yeah, baby! Yes. Come on! <laughs> We're the here. Cooligans in Dallas! Cooligans in Dallas, yeah. This I'm wearing a vest. <laughs> I'm still wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> I'm wearing cowboy boots all the way up to the knees. I didn't know they made those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow, those are very high boots. <laughs> I'm just, trying to stunt. Just I'm trying the, to flex. The imagery is just great. <laughs> uh, this is, we, we have been having a great time in Dallas. And again, thank you again for FC, FC Dallas being incredibly welcoming. So uh, supportive. Right. Uh, fans of the Cooligans. 
hooligans. And we're they let us put our air mattresses in the, in the front <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah. We ain't going nowhere. It's our new home. That's uh, it. Uh, Oscar's our new poppy. Yeah. Uh, Please don't leave your bowls in the sink of the, of the, of the room. That's where we shower. <laughs> I need a place to sit. Uh, but we're uh, incredibly excited uh, to talk to our, our next guest, who is uh, I mean, definitely not, not only an up-and-comer in the Dallas area for, and in FD, FC Dallas, but for the U.S. men's national team, who we he recently made uh, his debut, which was incredible. Uh, what's his name, Alexis? Well, you guys know him. You love him. If you've watched some of the last few international games, you definitely know who this dude is. If you watch some of the U17, U19s, maybe you watch a little UCLA. Maybe you watch FC Dallas. You definitely know who this dude is. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one, the only, Reggie Cannon. Reggie, thanks so much for being here, man. No problem. I love it. I'm ready to go. All right, there you go. Uh, are you, uh, so we were talking a little bit before, uh, you know, letting you know that we're comedians and we're trying to just have a good time. Are you a fan of comedy? Are, any particular I'm, stand-up comics that you're like into? I, I'm very easy to make laugh. Uh, let me just say that. All right. Well, so they so come to every show. We <laughs> you are yeah. the perfect guest for the yeah. show. Yeah. Well, then this is going to be an hour-long conversation. <laughs> it's just a, it's Reggie's laugh track. It's going to be this entire. <laughs> we'll just isolate it and put it in everything. Even if a joke bomb, just hit the Reggie cannon button. Uh, talk a little bit about your rookie this year. Yeah. You played for the national team set up at the for the youth setup, mm -hmm. and now you're stepping into the men's national team. You've just stepped into FC Dallas, right? You left college a little early to sign here as a homegrown player. Right. What, what, a, what a sort of fast track to your career. What's that been like over the last, like, 12, 15 months? Man, it's been a crazy journey so far, man. Yeah. I mean, coming into the locker room as a young guy, you know, you, you can only make so many friends because, you know, everyone else has wives and kids that they drop <laughs> yeah. off in the morning, and you're like, I'm 19, I stay home and play Fortnite all day. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. Just like, yeah. You know, it's like, it's kind of, you have to find a balance, but no, the team, the team's been very welcoming to me in these, uh, these past months. You know, uh, I had a, I had a rough, a rough year last year. You know, I wasn't, uh, wasn't playing much, you know, I didn't see the field, but I was studying the game, was working extra hard. Um, you know, and everything's been paying off this year. So it's been a good year so far. That's dope. Uh, when did you, uh, you obviously, you grew up in Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So the shy, all right. Shouts to everyone we know from the shy. <laughs> uh, when did you, you went to UCLA? Was that your first time leaving Chicago? So I, I, I moved from Chicago. We moved to Pittsburgh and then from Pittsburgh, when I was about five, we moved to Colorado. Um, and then from there, from about five to nine, then we moved to Dallas, Texas. And that's where everything really took off. Okay. Um, so then there, I went, I played with the Dallas Academy when I was 16. Uh, I came here when I was 16 years old, 16 to 18, played for the U16s and U18s, and then went to UCLA for a semester. Literally okay. only stayed there for <laughs> three or four months. And it was, it was done for me. Yeah. Co it was just like, Oh, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a nice place. I'm done. <laughs> no, college, college ball is a very special, it's, it's a very, uh, it's a very weird thing because it's not, I think, I feel like I got everything I needed from that in three or four months. And it wasn't the level of it. It was just, I think it was more of a commitment thing because it's college. Everyone's, you know, right. out partying, you know, doing all that stuff. And for me, I just wanted to be, I want to be a pro, you know, that, all that stuff was great. But right. to me, the more important thing was become a professional athlete. And that yeah, was, yeah. that was my goal in the end. So what was, uh, let's get right to it. I mean, you just played against Peru. You played, uh, how, how many minutes? 80, 80, 80. I think I came on the 81st minute. Okay. Yes. Um, on, some of us were not happy that happened, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. <laughs> Uh, but what was oh, that? We'll talk to Dave. <laughs> we'll, call, we'll call Sarah Kim and tell him. No, but what was uh, that experience like playing against that competition? Uh, that, 
that debut? Well, how, how did it all feel? Man, it was a crazy experience, man. Stepping on that field. I mean, it's a, it was, it's been a childhood dream of mine to yeah, yeah. step on the field with DeAndre Edlin, Michael Bradley, these people you grew up watching. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's it's an honor to finally play with these guys. And, you know, especially at that international level, it's a whole different competition. It's a whole new level you never knew existed. Yeah, like, yeah. I think, you know, FC Dots are playing at a very high level, but there's a level even beyond that and then beyond that, right. you know. It's just stuff I'm starting to figure out. And so it, it's, it's been crazy so far. But, I mean, I love stepping on that field, man. It was one of the best feelings I've ever felt. Dude, yeah. How, how, how differently do you have to prepare for Peru versus like preparing mm. for like, I don't know, you know, yeah. uh, Colorado Rapids, you mentioned Colorado. Yeah. How, well, I guess you don't even have to prepare for Colorado Rapids <laughs> this year. Uh, let's mention a team that might be a little bit more difficult to beat. Shout out to my boy, Cal. Sorry. Sorry, Cal. <laughs> Sorry, homies. Uh, but how differently do you prepare for them versus say like an LAFC? Yeah. What, was it different for you? Was it different from how you did in the youth setup? Yeah, it, it's a lot different because you got a lot more eyes watching you now compared to like playing, you know, Colorado Rapids, you're, you're playing like in front of maybe 20,000 people. But yeah. when you step on the field for national team, you got millions of eyes on you now watching yeah, yeah. all over the world. And, you know, you never know who's watching a team in Europe, a club in Europe. And that's all it takes. Um, and that was that was the tough part, just getting all those nerves out. In the first half, I got all the butterflies out, got all that stuff out. And the second half, I came out a lot stronger. Um, you know, I wasn't wasn't too happy particularly to get subbed out, you know, because I was like, I want to close this half out with the shutout yeah, yeah. and getting, getting the win. Because you always want your first cap, your first step on the field to be a win and, and sure. on a good note. And, you know, as soon as I stepped off, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting blame on anyone. <laughs> no, you can do it on this podcast. <laughs> if you want. But man, it was just an unfortunate thing yeah, you know, yeah, man. to get, concede that late goal. But, you know, I think, I think I played very well overall for my first cap. So yeah, it was a, it was a good showing. It was something to be proud of. Uh, even as fans, you yeah. know, we, we're always like, it's always like, where's the men's national team heading, you know, yeah. like, uh, and, but, but seeing you there, seeing some of the younger guys there uh, uh, and, and, score some legit goals. I mean, yeah. just like confident some goals. Bangers. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it leaves us being like, all right, you know what? There, it's in good hands. Yeah. There, there is a exactly. future. There, Beyond there what happened. A, yeah. Don't worry, guys. There is a plan. Yeah. There is a future. <laughs> there are people here who are willing to pick up this ball. And run with it. Um, how does it feel getting to train with some of the guys from the men's national team? Uh, even guys that are, that are young that maybe not a lot of people knew of back in the day, but like now are playing in Europe, yeah. like your Tim way and, yeah. and things like that. How does it feel to just be in training with them? Are you, able to learn some stuff from them trying to cover them in some of those training stints are you able to sort of you know uh, lift your level sometimes yeah. learn some stuff yeah I, t I definitely took a lot of things from this camp and took away a lot of stuff to add to my game you know looking at a player of like DeAndre Edlin who plays in Europe consistently in the top yeah. league you mm -hmm. know it's uh, it's nice to see the different things that he does and try to pick up some things uh, I'm not a thief I would say you know taking things from him yeah, you but could steal yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. in those situations well, I, yes. <laughs> you if you see Messi steal so much from him yeah, please. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah but I'm adding things slowly adding things to my game to, to help you know me when I get back to Dallas and prepare for playoffs um, but it's, it's nice to see people like Tim Weah and you know Josh Sargent those kids succeeding over yeah. in Europe you know that's that's a big thing and I think people really underestimate how much talent that takes to succeed on a big team in Germany or England and how, how much it takes to break through to that team at 18 years old I yeah. mean it's crazy when you think about it man it's crazy uh, so we uh, we got a little bit of some insider info on Reggie Cannon's life right <laughs> and uh, some people out here uh, here 
and FC Dallas. We're not going to drop names or whatever. But they were saying <laughs> they snitched on you, bro. They, they snitched on you. But they were saying that you are you are slightly considered the underachiever in your family, right? So you just uh, accomplished something incredible by getting uh, your, your first cap with the men's Let, national team. I'll say this: if Christian or I <laughs> even played for thirty seconds <laughs> on the men's national team, we would both go home to full-on parades. <laughs> you just play for the men's national team. If you told your your older family members, they'd be like, "Oh, is that yeah, what you did? Yeah. Have you seen our awards? <laughs> yeah. You know." So, uh, so, so we were told. Oh that, so, so your 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 parents are are, are like like elite yeah. academia, yeah. right? Yeah. So, mom went to Brown. Yeah. Uh, right. Both parents are just in Ivy League schools, yeah. and then apparently your grandfather yeah. won a Nobel Prize. Yeah. So, a Nobel Prize. <laughs> Being a top meteorologist in the game, I should say. Okay. Shook yeah. Obama's hand and did everything. And I'm over here making my debut for the NAFC. My parents are like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whatever. That's cool. Okay. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear what you said because I was just listening to the acceptance speech. And Grandpa won the Nobel Prize, bro. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, During yeah. the game, did you discover new weather patterns? I don't think you did. Have you seen lives? Hey, you know what? Look, that's not even going to make the fridge. I know. <laughs> bro, I mean, we'll put it up in the garage. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. What is it like, especially having? Uh, I, that, uh, I feel like I see this a bit often, where there's uh, kids of uh, families that uh, are very teachers. I mean, I know Dave Chappelle mm. had uh, two parents that were teachers and stuff yeah. like that. Like, and then when somebody wants to do something wildly different, yeah. the family yeah. gets a little nervous because it it seems risky. Exactly. I mean, I was the first soccer player in my family. They no one knew the sport until yeah. I started playing it. We had football, basketball, you know, track, all the different sports. But I was the first soccer player, and everyone when I told them I wanted to be a professional soccer player and they saw that I had actually had the opportunity to do it to leave college my parents were like you know they kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a bit sketchy yeah. you know I, it took some convincing it definitely took some convincing at, yeah, but at the end of the day an entire happened. family that took education so seriously so seriously say, I'm not gonna do that <laughs> say, screw that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what I wanna do yeah, yeah but no they, they, at the end of the day they want me to get my degree um, yeah. you know it, but to me I, I wanna play I wanna focus on soccer now that, that's that's what I wanna do yeah, and it was working out well so far. So sure, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's what I'm be focused on for the next. Well, if I could give you a compliment, years. it seems like you come from a family that has continued to pursue their dreams yeah. and break their molds, yeah. and that's what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. So keep doing it. <laughs> now to go to something a bit different. We heard, and maybe you could say if this is true or not, that your favorite rapper is Eminem. Eminem, for sure. How is someone your age <laughs> get involved with that, a old school rapper from Detroit? That, that's the thing. See, that's the thing nowadays when you have a living legend because M is def one of the greatest ever Without do it. A doubt. and you can't you I can't disagree, take that but I'll let you, you okay. can't take that away from me he's the great one of the greatest to ever do it that is true he's that like, is no, you can argue it but oh, unequivocally should be top three yes, at minimum yeah right but the thing is now that it's into trap beats and people don't even yeah. give li lyricists the time of day lyricism is dead it's dead bars and, are dead and when you hear someone who who can do that you hear a Kendrick Lamar you hear an Eminem it's, or something like it that it sounds new it they, sounds refreshing they, they hold him to an un unbelievable standard and they're comparing it to the Eminem show the Marshall Mathers LP yeah when Kamikaze's a great album it's not that level but he's 
what, 40, however old he is. He's, yeah. he's been in the game for 20 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. His longevity is unbelievable. He's dropping an album like Kamikaze. He's great. Uh, he's which great. is unbelievable. I, you've had this argument before. <laughs> I'm going to say that. You can no, see I, it. I've had this argument <laughs> yeah. before. I mean, look, the only thing, the only thing, the only regret I think M should have is that that weak ass beard. I don't know what's going on. That beard is uncomfortable. It makes me. Machine Gun Kelly was 100% right. <laughs> he had that beard, bro. But it was a, he was right, but it was a weak bar, okay? Oh, the bar was trash, <laughs> but he was 100% right. And see, that's what I'll also, I don't understand that people were hyping up rap. It was a rap devil was a good record. Yeah, it was a good, but it what it was it wasn't a good diss. It didn't it didn't hit hard. It just sounded good. It's Here's a, where I disagree with you. No one, no one in the game for the last twenty years has the balls to go after Eminem because he no is. One. Yeah, he's you a gotta give him credit. Exactly. So you gotta grade Machine Gun and Kelly. I, out give, of curve. I give Machine Gun Kelly props yeah. for what he did. He was the only one out of all the rappers he he chewed out. He was the only one to come back with a diss. In that yeah. respect, he yeah. dug his own grave, but. Hey, yeah, I respect. I yeah, respect no, he him for doing the gun that. to his future. Career. But I mean, speaking of Killshot, I here's my thing. I think Killshot is the best track I've heard from Eminem and the best uh, sort of delivery I've heard yeah. from Eminem probably in the last 15 years. And I, I can agree with that fully because you listen to his old diss tracks and when you, that this is a reason no one goes for him because he will like he will snap. Yes, he's yeah. a disaster. And, he, and he, he went light on MGK and still bodied him. Yeah, he had so, like double entendre, all of that stuff. Oh, he, he body bags from the first bar. Body bag. It was it was <laughs> on the first bar. It was Here's my thing. It's like Eminem. Why are you yelling and why are you rapping so fast, dog? You in a massive mansion. You got you got your girl back. You got your daughter back. That mom ain't bothering you no more. But that you solved all the issues. That seems to be the issue with a lot of rappers that once they get successful, the that things he, that they rap he, about yeah. sound incredibly yeah, strange. Yeah. You know? He talks about it because it, it's hard to keep running the race when you're when you're on top. Yeah. You got nothing. It's easy when M's coming up. Come, he can he can do whatever he wants. He can create the Marshall Mathers LP and the Eminem shows. Yeah, you can yeah. do that when you're coming up. But when you're on top, it's tough to keep. Keep that man. Yeah. It's tough. It seemed to me like MGK gave him a bit more of a sense of his he old lit, self again. Yeah, he yeah. lit a fire. He relit that, that flame exactly. And that's why I've said Eminem to me has been trashed the last fifteen years because it's like, yeah, you're still rhyming like you used to, but it feels like the it feels like you're just showing. Look, see, I can do it. It didn't feel the same. See, I think people don't even give him the time of day now. But I honestly think the past fifteen years, M has not been trashed. I think he hasn't been the level of obviously old M. He yeah. set that but bar, if, so now but, you got You can't walk under it anymore. But it, I think with revival, I think he definitely dipped in quality. But but with the Bad Meets Evil album and all the stuff he's released, he snaps on some verses, but they don't get the time of day because no. it's it's with Royce to Five Nine and yeah. you know all these guys that people will definitely not get. But when you do a, a feature with Kendrick and you know people will start to no, gain traction. You I love those D12 albums. Mm -hmm. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I really did. Well, we found the guy. <laughs> <laughs> look at this. Good. Here's the guy. But who look, liked it's just it. that M is just like uh, when you're a rapper that he, I, I believe he's the only rapper that ever went diamond. Right, I, if I'm not mistaken, I forgot what album. I mean, he's the highest selling rapper yeah. of all time. Dude, if, of once course. you can, once you can sell as much as Britney Spears at <laughs> her height, like uh, you're the, you're you're either the best or very very close to. MGK it. made him feel. It made me feel like all right, M's back because yeah. for a long time it seemed like he had no one in his camp it, yeah. that was saying no. Yeah, come on, he wore too many double double do rags. <laughs> <laughs> double do rags. Both, both. And I'm not here to talk about race. You're a white guy. You don't need any do rags. <laughs> you need zero do rags, and you're wearing two at the same time. <laughs> So all I'm going to say is no one in your camp was like, yo, M, take it off, my guy. Take what do you, it off. What do you think M needs to do? to to? He has GOAT status, but what do you think he needs to do to solidify his legacy, to end it? What do you think he needs to do? He got to lose the house. I think if he loses <laughs> the house, it will bring back his pain. It will bring I, back his... I think M needs to be the underdog to be yeah, that's to really it. 
something. He was, he was, it was like watching Rocky go up. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's like why watching. Eight Mile was entertaining. Yeah, that's right? because it was his story. But like, nobody wants to see Eight Mile if he's pulling up yeah. in a Bentley <laughs> with suicides. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's like, we're not paying attention to you anymore, bro. Exactly. And that's why I think Kamikaze was a step up because we, when you heard all the reviews for Revival, everyone trash on M's done, washed. Yeah. That, he lit a fight. He was like, all right, you want me to snap again? I'll snap. Yeah. You ain't ready for this. He snapped on Kamikaze. I think it was a great album. You know, there were some songs on there that I think, you know, that didn't belong. But the one, the, the first three, The Ringer, Not Lucky You. And Lucky You's dope. We had some of the unbelievable songs. He would rap. You could, he, That was the album he proved. He is the best rapper alive. The production yeah. may not have been there. The, the, the beats, you know, they may not have been the best, but on that album, he wrapped his butt off. To he me, it was like, to off. me, there's like the early M, there's a bunch of nothing, and then there's Rap God, which was fire. Fire. Because I was like, I'm tired of hearing he, you rap so he fast. He is and a angry. rap robot when playing. Yeah. He distorts words, he distorts yeah. syllables yeah. to make them rhyme, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Damn. This is, I didn't who knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Literally, this is a guy who just played against Perot. <laughs> and we talking M discography. Are you, in, in general, when it comes to uh, rap, uh, not, not, not like being a rap historian per se, but like, uh, like I'm, I, I didn't expect this kind of passion out of you about this. So I'm like, yo, what do you think about that Drake and Pusha T beef? I know. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. I'm like, yo, Reggie, just let me know. I know, right? <laughs> Welcome to Hip Hop Hour. Reggie Cannon and the cool That's the thing, man. When people heard uh, Pusha T's response, they're like, oh, there's too far. That's what a diss track is. Like, that's a real yeah. the old type of diss. Like, when Tupac said, first off, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. what it was. When Pusha T came at him and talked about his dad walking, like, that's a diss track, okay. man. And one was like, oh, no, that's too far. And Drake only talked about this and then no, that's what a dish is supposed stands. to be. Those are Drake's Drake, exactly Drake stands. Yeah, yeah. But th- no, that was Pusha T bodied him lyrically. He lyrically jumped him. You know what I love is that Pusha brought up a kid that he didn't want to tell the world about. <laughs> Called him a Debbie Dad, which I thought was dope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but remember when uh, Remy Ma put out She There and she just yeah. ripped apart Nicki Minaj? Every bar was mad disrespectful. <laughs> and let me tell you something: no one cared. People like you. How dare you talk about a child Drake didn't tell the world about? It's like. What are you talking about? And you talk, you made fun of his dad, which he's made songs about his relationship with his dad. But Nicki Minaj got destroyed yeah. from the top yeah. to the bottom. She talked about diseases, talked yeah. about their yeah. contracts, the yeah. whole nine, and no one said a <laughs> word. This is so funny. People are like, leave Drake alone. Leave Drake alone. alone. <laughs> Nicki Minaj is like, now nah, she'll recover. Uh, <laughs> now nah, she's good. She'll figure it out. All right. So uh, before we wrap up, what is the the feeling going into the playoffs? I know that com- compared, I mean, th- this might be the the. I, I assume the first time in your uh, MLS career that this is like uh, the playoffs are coming. Yeah. The, the expectations are very high. How do you feel uh, going that going into that in your rookie year? Um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be tough. We're, instead of playing, no offense to Kellen and all that, <laughs> instead of playing Colorado Rapids every week, you're going to be playing SKC's, LAFC's, Atlanta United's. Um, it's going to be tough to uh, to figure out the balance. But I think the team is peaking at the right time. And I think we'll see this weekend. You know, getting those three points get, against SKC. We'll, we'll lock in that first and second spot, which will give us a bye. And mm-hmm. that's huge. That is because it's a single round elimination. Yeah, in those, yeah. um, single game elimination in those first rounds. I think that's going to be huge going into playoffs. Um, but I think me personally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peak at the right time too. Coming back from national team, I got the confidence I need uh, to feel like I'm the best fullback in the league and to feel that I, I can be a leader on this team. You know? Do you think the pressure of playing internationally has prepared you a little bit for these playoffs? Yeah. And I, I did feel that before I left against the game against Orlando. I left the next day for national team I felt like the world was watching me then because yeah. you know once that roster's released man you you feel like all eyes are on you you know and so I had to take a deep breath and have time say you know I'm, I'm here for a reason right. and it called me 
me up for a reason. And this is why you need to just take a deep breath and play. You've done this a thousand times before. There's no reason to get That's nervous. That's good because now you won't lose yourself in the moment. <laughs> oh. There we go. Uh, there we go. Uh, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Reggie Cannon, thank you so much for taking some time and hanging out with us, man. This has been great. We and we had no idea what to expect. Yeah. But we honestly, we got to get you back on. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and the next time M drops a, another M drops, track. If M drops a, a word, we're bringing you on the show. <laughs> uh, Reggie Cannon, thank you so much for, for joining the Cooligans, man. We appreciate it. No problem. Love being here. Thanks so much. Where can people follow you, by the way? Just real quick. Oh, uh, Reggie Cannon 15 on Twitter and Reggie Cannon 1 on Instagram. Sweet. All right. Perfect. All right, guys. Thank, thank you, you so much. Oh, what a great interview. Unbelievable. Reggie Cannon, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, crazy. I know the fans probably wanted to hear about soccer, and we mostly talked about Eminem's discography. <laughs> we got we got to the important subjects, okay? This is more than just a soccer show. Some would even say that it is not a total soccer show. Would you would you, would you agree, Alexis? I mean, we are most definitely not a complete and total <laughs> soccer show, but everything we do yeah. is soccer That's adjacent. Right. Yeah. We, welcome to the partial soccer show, which is, I think a good, <laughs> a good name for this, uh, for this show. <laughs> the sometimes soccer show. <laughs> the occasionally when we feel like a soccer show. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to it <laughs> with the hold your horses soccer show. Relax. <laughs> what, what are you in a rush? I mean, what, what are you trying to do here? Relax. Can't you see? You I'm talking to my roach people. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, again, yes. Thank you, Reggie Cannon, for that, man. Thank you again, FC Dallas. Uh, again, we have some more. Uh, we got a couple more interviews uh, with some people. Uh, you know, it, it, the interviews are. I, I, now that we're that the FC Dallas are, are out of the playoffs, the interviews feel a little different, right? Because they were all the conversations sound much more optimistic than they currently are, than the situation currently is, you know? They had such hope in their voices. <laughs> we got them at a good time, guys. For real. So uh, there's a couple more that we're going to be putting out. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, who, who's left? Um, Ryan Hollingshead. And uh, Tesho Akindeli. Tesho Akindeli and Dan Hunt. So, uh, yeah. so speaking of, uh, real quick, speaking of FC Dallas, there, there was a, a letter from the supporters that was put out that uh, where they sort of voice their complaints about uh, about the state of the team and how the team is marketed and how come, uh, you know, they're not filling, filling the stadium and stuff like that. And it was like a kind of a, a real like, hey, pointing some figure, fingers and putting some uh, blame and responsibility on the people that should be uh, helping the team grow. And like. It, it is, at least for me, I know Alexis and I haven't spoken about this yet, but like it, it is, it is a weird thing because, you know, every club sort of deals with it, right? Like, um, like, thank you. We're absolutely grateful. FC Dallas was like welcoming to us and gave us like, honestly, I think the, 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 the kind of coverage and the kind of, um, access that they gave us. My hope is that FC Dallas fans feel like, you know, at least from a player or coach or front office perspective like that maybe they, that they're at least trying something maybe it, it, it doesn't mean that they're void of criticism but i i hope people hear it and be like oh okay these are like normal people and this is what this is what maybe i don't agree with their perspective or their vision but like I, at least i understand it a little bit more clearly yeah i agree yeah it, it, it is it, it's a complicated situation because and and it's not we're not 
it's not, you know, like absent for us, even for like NYCFC, you know, we're fans of the team and there's things we don't agree on and, and things, you know, we, we sort of have same issues with like not, you know, stadiums, not full sometimes when it, how the, how the team markets itself to, uh, uh, you know, different demographics and things like that. So it, it isn't, I, I just, I hope people don't think uh, this, this isn't some like FC Dallas, like love episode or love show. Like we just, we're grateful for the opportunity and, and great, grateful working with them. And the hope is like, like I said before, like, oh, hopefully it gives you guys a, a different uh, insight and view into the players and the coaches. And, and, you'll, and you'll hear when we put it out with Dan Hunt as well. Uh, hopefully you can hear what that, that there is a, at least what I felt was some sincerity and love for the club. You know what I mean? And I think when you hear the players speak and you realize that they're people, I get that it, it may not change, you know, how you, your frustrations or your anger uh, towards their play on the field or the season you had, but it just gives you a little insight into who they are as people and, and how they think and, and that process. And it maybe just makes you a bit more understanding again, shouldn't if you're angry, if you're upset, if you're disappointed, all those things should remain, but you should still kind of understand that inside the number and inside that Jersey, there's a human being in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it took me a long time to acknowledge that there there's human beings under those jerseys. I thought they were just sentient ghosts. Uh, but no, I was wrong. Uh, so, (laughs) so, uh, so thank you again for listening to uh, the show. Uh, remember, Gully, this this episode does not happen without the Gully Squad members. Thank you again, all you guys, for helping us and supporting the show. So uh, go to SoccerCooligans.com, hit the Join the Gully Squad button, and you know you can throw in a few bucks and and help support the show. If you don't if you don't care about like what we talk about, you can just throw a little bit of money and 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 you know you'll you'll feel good in your heart knowing that you helped us. Uh, keep doing this and not, uh, you know, go hungry uh, because it's a, it's a lot of work. So, um, uh, yeah, join the Gully Squad. We would appreciate it. Leave a review on iTunes. And uh, and that's it. Anything else you want to add, Alexis? No, that's it. Um, I just, uh, real quick, uh, Claudia Rainieri apparently is the new Fulham manager. That's right. And uh, somebody posted Joel Soraya, Soraya Joel, at Soraya jo- Joel Football, uh, posted that uh, Quakes, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, the Rapids and uh, the New England Revolution a few weeks ago were offered uh, Claudia Rainieri as manager and they both declined. Hmm. Uh, I mean, nothing would make me happier than seeing Claudio Ranieri in Colorado coaching the Colorado Rapids. That <laughs> would, <laughs> his first thing is like, let's figure out how to get warm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're, we're actually, I think we're playing in the wrong state. Uh, guys, yeah. <laughs> it's a little too cold here. All the way games in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So that's, then he'll be very much known as the Tinkerman, right? <laughs> He's yeah, really absolutely <laughs> changing everything from top to bottom. So, uh, All right. best of luck, best of luck at Fulham, right? Fulham, Fulham America, right? That isn't that supposed to be America's team after Dempsey, uh, was there and all that stuff, but they are playing like trash and will most likely be relegated. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> but best of luck to them. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. You guys are the absolute best. We appreciate every single listener, every single review, every, every single chief Keith, uh, reference is, I mean, it's really the way to our hearts. So thank you so that much. That is beautiful. <laughs> that was just so beautiful. And Hey, 
Join Gully Squad right now. The show is about to be over. We're going to say the thing we always say when we end the show. But right now, pause it. Join Gully Squad. Then come back for that. It would mean the world to us. It really helps us out. We are so close to really getting to a point where it, it sort of would it change everything for us. So yeah. please, 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 please join Gully Squad. Do that. All right, guys. My name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero. And together, so together, what are we? The Cool, the cool Again! again. Yes.